Happy Monday. And welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry. Back in the driver's seat, he's we got back. Eric Ruby. Eric Ruby was manning the ship while I was gone. And the boys are back today. We got DJ Jacob Franklin making all the magic happen behind the scenes. Guys, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about the podcast. Uh, first off, shout out Eric Ruby for for manning the ship. I know it's not always easy talking ASU athletics, especially <laughs> when there's an ASU basketball game. Uh, and they just kind of fall out flat, man. I think he did a phenomenal job. It was a, it was a good therapy session, man. Yeah. I went about 50 minutes of just straight Rant. vein popping out of my neck ranting on Saturday because, my God, that was awful. Yeah. I'm assuming that's where our one dislike is from is somebody is still angry yeah. already. Yeah, they're just in here just disliking because they're so sad about ASU basketball yeah. and the state of the program after getting absolutely whooped. Sharon, LTC in the chat. Sharon saying we're back in the fancy room today. We are absolutely. back in studio. The reason most people don't know this, why we were actually working from home is because Totree wasn't here. And oh, we, is that what we, it was? We figured that if Anthony Totree is not able to, to grace us here in studio, why even come in? In the first place. There you go. So, there you yeah. go. That's you know, why we're here. I was responsible for the internet issues for sure. He, he unplugged the ethernet as yeah, he, he left. Clipped he clipped it. it he us. just yeah. clipped it. Yeah. If I can't be here, then nobody can be here. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's simple, that's man. Fair. It's a toxic way to live, but sure, why not? Look, we're going to obviously talk ASU hoops. Um, I know we each have some thoughts. We're going to talk on the hiring of the Arizona Wildcats' new athletic director. We've got our Pac-12 power rankings. Uh, but first, just a quick little recap. Um, as it relates to the ball and bat sports, obviously Arizona State softball and baseball continued to start their seasons. Baseball for the first time um, really all year. They went 2-1 and one against Santa Clara. A really, really tough 13-14 loss on Sunday. Uh, they won 14-13 on Saturday, and then they won 11-6 um, on Friday, their season opener. One thing. As it relates, again, to ASU, bas- uh, ASU baseball, it's just the pitching, man. The pitching already is is irritating and frustrating. You cannot be giving up, what, 27 runs in a span of two games to Santa Clara. It's just, it's it's already going to be frustrating. I can feel it. They gave up six in game one, too. It's not yeah. like it was an insignificant yeah. amount. Insignificant in the sense, though, that 27 followed the next two days. Right, so yeah, I'll take and, that. And, and that's the tough part, especially when the person who starts opening night is their first true freshman to start since yeah. like 2006. Yeah, and he's the guy who gives up the least amount of runs, which is like great in a vacuum. But then you go to the next two games, yeah, a 14 to 13 win and a 13 to 14 loss. You don't really usually see scores like that in back to back games, yeah. especially like that close. But do we want to talk a little bit positive here? 11, 14. Yeah, bats 13? are juiced. Like, like they, they can hit the goddamn they'll ball. They'll score. Isaiah, like, they ja- Isaiah Jackson Jackson's will handle hard. that. Yeah, yeah, they'll score. There's no doubt about that. That's such a good, but like, baseball name, too. You can't too. be expected yeah, to score 14 Jackson. runs a night. No. Oh, no, you can't expect it. But the fact that they're at least able to do that and they're able to come out 2-1 and one after a weekend where you're basically giving up du- double-digit runs oh, yeah. every single game, like, that's a, it's a brief positive, but the pitching... It, I mean, this schedule this year, and we talked about a little bit on, on Friday, uh, just previewing the season, and this is a brutal schedule for yeah. them, non-Pac-12, because last year, the reason why they you know didn't get to make it in the postseason is because their, their schedule wasn't that strong, and people use that against them, and now this year, they're like, okay, we're going to schedule a lot of really good teams. <laughs> there, there might be a 20-burger put up on this team at some point in the next couple of weeks, man. Yeah, I would really, really love if ASU baseball could just be like a, a full team. 
this year, right? Last year was kind of the same thing. The pitching was off, especially the bullpen uh, and, and the bats were juiced all year long. So hopefully the pitching figures itself out. Moving to ASU softball, ASU softball, they had themselves a three and two weekend uh, in the Littlewood Classic. They had a loss three, four um, to Cal State Fullerton. They beat Memphis 13-5, Mercy ruled them in five innings. They beat Illinois State 8-0. That was also a Mercy rule five-inning game. Um, they did lose to number 21, Virginia Tech, 0-9. That was a Mercy rule game. Uh, and they beat BYU 10-6 to to mm. start the Littlewood Classic. But we'll have Kelsey Hall, Arizona State softball player, um, on the show later on during the week for a little bit of a recap to what's going on with ASU softball. But I do want to transition over to ASU basketball because, yeah. Eric, you talked Sorry. about it. It <clears throat> was a weekend. It was a weekend, man. And I obviously wasn't here. I was, I was thankfully at a steakhouse in Las Vegas when that you game suck. was going on, man. You but I told you, I was, so I was with like a party of like 23 at dinner. Funny enough, I was sitting next to a former Arizona Wildcat football player. Um, and, and we were going back and forth. And the game was on. And he showed <laughs> me the score. And they were knotted up 20 to 20, I think, 10 minutes through the first half. And I'm like, okay, watch out. How you feeling now, right? It's 2020. Like, we we got ourselves a ball game. <laughs> you and know better. You I mean, know, I know better. I said it with a little bit of smirk on my face, better. a little smirk on my face, and a lot of tequila in my system. But, you know, I was, I was <laughs> feeling fair. ballsy. I was feeling ballsy. That's and he fair. looked over to me. He's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, they, they're not worried. And I think that in and of itself kind of is in a vacuum a representation of the way that the Wildcats, as a fan base, look at Arizona State basketball, right? To the point where it could be 10 minutes through a game, you're all knotted up and they haven't even broke a sweat yet. Like that needs to change. That entire entire environment for ASU basketball is so flawed right now. To lose by what, 40, 45 points? Uh, 40, yeah, it was 105 to 60. Yeah. I, it was so bad we started in, in classic ASU football postgame fashion. We started before the game was over. Yeah, yeah. So listen, it, it was. It was absolutely disgusting. I wish I had a couple shots of tequila in my system. I was stone cold sober for that entire thing. And boy, was that a mistake. I was just laughing, man. That I was, was just mistake. laughing at the whole thing. But we had somebody in the chat who had a Wildcat jersey uh, as their profile picture saying, you guys need must bust. That would insanely be fun for the rivalry. And, yeah. and I think that even is another aspect of this entire Arizona State basketball situation that, yes, I'm sure Arizona fans love to kick the shit out of ASU basketball <laughs> year over year. I'm sure they enjoy that. Sure it's but fun. it would be fun, I think, if you could have that back and forth rivalry, kind of like the, the the way we're talking about ASU football, right? Like it makes the rivalry better. And I think it would be more enjoyable probably for Wildcat fans to have both these teams ranked in the top 25 going yeah. back and forth. I mean, in a vacuum, yes, I'm sure that they would want ASU to be more competitive, but I think if they could choose, oh, go into a game, it's a 50-50 shot that yeah. U of A wins, or you go into the game and it's the 20-point favorites that it was on Saturday, they're going to pick the latter. But it, listen, it would be nice in general for all sports to be competitive, but I would feel the same way where if I had to choose, I would want my team to be significantly better. And it is no secret if you look at the two programs right now and basically every single way imaginable from fan support to NIL support to on-court to coaching yeah. to all of that, ASU is is the little brother in that sense. And, and if you look at, at ASU football this year and you say, okay, what goes on in the future? Can you see a path to where that changes? You can. Yeah. Like you can see a, a reality where in, in two to three years, ASU football has either completely flipped the script or at least has caught up to where U of A football has been for the last year. So with ASU basketball, you look around and you say, what's the path? 
How are they going to get there? How yeah. can I look two to three years from now with the way that everything is and say, they're going to be okay? You can't. There, there's nothing that can confidently, like, you can say and just be like, okay, at least they have this building block, right? At least you can say, oh, Bobby Hurley, at least he's really, really good at recruiting. Is he bad at recruiting? I would say no, but is he great? Yeah. No, and if there's one thing that, that this team is proving, among others, is that he can't build a complete team. He has one seven-footer on the roster. The dude put up a zero. Yeah. Sean Phillips had five personal fouls. Yeah, he got, every other got bullied. St- every other stat on the stat line in ESPN bullied. does not add up to five. <laughs> he had more personal fouls than he did every other stat except for minutes. And it's like, like this guy cannot, he can't build a team. Con- like... He's not a terrible person. I think in a vacuum, he's not a bad coach. But to give him the reins to a program that is hampered by financial situations, arena situations. A president like, who doesn't really care about athletics. Fan buy-in as well. Like, he's he's not the type of guy that can that can overcome that. Yeah. And I, I think that 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 must would be at least have a better shot at it. And if he couldn't do it, then you really have to look at the program as a whole. But it's it's just a big old pile of crap. Yeah, I mean, it's like a big old pile. Of definitely crap. some comments in the chat I want to get to here in a second. But first, like to to even stop right before we get to the entire point of hey, ASU football, like what you could be. Right. I think it it starts with just trying. Right. Like AS, <laughs> ASU football, yeah. whether the yeah. rebuild is successful or not, you can at least sit back. Four years from now, whether it's going great or it's going poorly, and you can sit there and you can say, you know what? At least they gave it a shot to try and rebuild yeah. with somebody that the fans wanted. They were able to start recruiting. They moved to another conference. When it comes to ASU basketball, before we even get to the conversation of, hey, let's look at this rebuild in the Big 12, how about we just try it? How about we just sit here and be like, you know what? At a certain point, you have to just crumple up the paper and throw it in the trash can and just say, guess what? It didn't work the way we thought it was going to. And that's where ASU basketball is right now. It hasn't worked out. Bobby Hurley and the boys, they had some fun for a few years. But I think it's a time for a change of scenery, both for ASU hoops and for Bobby Hurley. Yeah, it I, it's just the way that it is. You would want it to work out a different way. And we have seen in certain moments that this team can click. Right. Or that ASU basketball in general can reach heights yeah. that not a lot of coaches before Bobby ha- have taken them to. I mean, we're talking about certain points in the season where ASU is in consideration to be one of the better teams in the pack or even that one season in the country. Yeah. Right. But the problem is it's never been consistent. And he's had almost a decade. He's had almost a decade to prove it now. And it has never once just been consistent. Yeah. And, and that's maybe you- consistently inconsistent. Exactly. And that's when you take a look and you just say. When you're going from the Pac-12, which when we get into our Pac-12 power rankings, like this conference is a complete mess. Yeah. It's always been inconsistent. Even the teams at the top have never been reliable. And now you're going to go to the Big 12 where that's like almost the exact opposite. Yeah. Where you can look at every team and be like, that's a, that's a competent program yeah. or at least has the potential to be within the next year or two. It's just, it's not a recipe for success. And you're never going to be able to build this program up and get it out of the mud that it's in right now. I believe with the way that it's currently staffed. Yeah. Like I, I said this on Saturday, I think Bobby would be a fantastic lead assistant coach at a major program. Yeah. 
I do not think he's the type of guy who can get a buy-in from all 12 players on a roster to build a roster, recruit, navigate NIL, and then also have a good game plan. Because there were moments that U of A ASU game where the only play that they were running was let's run a post up for Jose Perez. And as great as Jose Perez can be in the post, at 6-4, I don't need that being my main source yeah. of offense yeah like that's just it's not a good game plan i mean at that point it's better than having no offense because that's what it comes down to with arizona state basketball for some time right and i think if if you ever ask yourself hey i wonder what's going on with asu basketball right i wonder how the season went all you got to do is watch one asu basketball game and that's the season in a nutshell <laughs> literally they either start off really hot and falter yeah. or they start out of the gate super slow, eventually get you to buy back into the game, yep. and then fall short late, right? That is literally what an entire ASU basketball season is like. All you have to do is watch one ASU basketball game. Mark Harrison in the chat earlier saying, how much does must bus matter if Michael Crow is in the way? I think must bus would, would absolutely change the way that the public view Arizona State basketball and you never know in terms of being able to recruit being able to have at least a little bit of a voice within the athletic department saying hey we need this we need that kind of the same way Kenny the moment that he came in was able to start changing the way people view ASU football like it just getting somebody new in the door like you build hope right now there is no hope from a fan perspective for ASU basketball and once they have lost hope completely it is officially time to move on. And that's where ASU basketball is at right now. And I think you bring up a good point with Kenny and people saying, oh, you know, Michael Crow needs to leave for ASU basketball to actually succeed. A, Michael Crow is not going. No, he's not going. Like, let's just like, let's get that out there as awful as it might be athletics wise what this school looks like and the type of buy-in when it comes to everything else that a university president does, there's no chance in hell that Michael Crow is Like he has done a, as far as academics go, as far as like public, like people not dying. Yeah. And and just like the overall perception of ASU as, as a party school and everything like that, like Michael Crow has done a phenomenal job outside of athletics with being the president of ASU. And to be honest with you, like that's more important to him. And that's where a lot of people find the problem. But your point with Kenny is that he came in and he almost forced it, right? Like he walked in through the door and he's like, this is what needs to be done. I'm going to be vocal about it. And then I'm going to put my actions behind it. Michael Crow has no choice but to buy into a guy like that. Yeah. Right. Bobby Hurley's not doing the same thing. And whether it's just because Michael Crow's used to him and Bobby Hurley maybe is not ready to navigate that landscape the same way that a young, hungry coach like Kenny Gillingham is like it is possible to see a program. Obviously, we're waiting for the final results to at least get a change in buy in from the community, from the school, just by a change of head coach. It's not all on Crow at the end of the day. It'd be nice and it would be helpful. But. You have to put a coach first that is willing to put himself out there and try to change things before you can just blame the president of the university about it. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, guess what? Michael Crow, he's not drawing up the game plan. He's not the one on the court. He's not the one on the football field. Like, at a certain point, it comes down to the coaches and players. You can say what you want about Michael Crow, and everybody knows kind of his view toward athletics. But at the end of the day, Michael Crow is not the one running the show for ASU basketball or really any other ASU sport. At a certain point, the blame... Um, the same way that the success would fall on the players and the coaches is the same way that the failures have to kind of add up as 
well. Jervis in the chat, a U of A guy saying, I do want to see ASU basketball competitive, though, was talking earlier just about how enjoyable it would be to see these two teams in the top 25 going at it. I know we talked about it when the football uh, football teams were, were leading up to the Territorial Cup, like the importance of both these programs being relevant at the yeah. time of the rivalry game is huge, right? It, it's huge for the fan buy-in. It's huge for recruiting. It's huge for every aspect of Arizona State athletics. And when it comes to ASU basketball, like you could say what you want about ASU baseball. You could say what you want about softball, like every other sport. They're competitive in those games. Yeah. More times than not, they beat. Arizona when it comes to those rivalry games but for a ASU basketball it has always been like you've always been the little brother you've always been the little brother getting bullied game after game after game against Arizona outside of the one game last year where Des Cambridge hit the the half court buzzer beater and it went still, nuts and and there was there was some talk about that last week yeah uh, it's from our own Damon dog talking about people celebrating that win I mean like to be honest, yeah, celebrating that win is still like it's still little brother energy when it comes to basketball. And you're probably not going to be able to catch where U of A is. Like you're not going to be. You don't like, need to though. You're not going to be top five in the nation. And you, but you don't need right? to. No, you, no, you don't. And, and that's the thing is like if you even just look at the game on Saturday through the first eight minutes of the game where it was actually competitive and they were going at each other and like there was a, this fire within ASU on the road and then you heard McHale get louder. You heard them get more into it and these U of A players, they kind of like took it up to the next level. ASU didn't have that next level to get to. In fact, they dropped down a level. But when it's close, when it's a fight, when both teams have to sweat, yeah. like the game just means more. No, you're absolutely right. And, and it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, it's a 50-50 shot. Who wins? But it's like, okay, it, U of A is a seven-point favorite. U of A is a five-point favorite. I'll take it. I'll not take a, it. Not a 20-point favorite and then winning the game by 45 points. Like it's 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 truly pathetic. Like, we don't want to see that. Nobody wants to go to those games. Yeah. And, like, now it's, like, the only reason you want to go to the next game is because of our takeover. But, like, it, it is it is sad. It, it's truly sad. And in the future, I imagine, right, like, you get a new coach in here. You give them a couple years, whether it's must or not. Like, you give them a couple years to build. And then you say, okay, like, all the buy-in from the community comes in after that. And if the buy-in from the community comes, the buy-in from the players comes, and from the head coach first the university will have no choice but to put money yeah. into them. Like, look at ASU hockey. Yeah. Like, ASU hockey, it was, oh, wow, this is a program on the rise. Oh, wow, they're moving through the ranks. Okay, we need to take them seriously. Now the community comes in, funds a new arena for them, and now the entire university is behind them. Like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't care. Just be one of them. Just yeah. be the thing that comes Something first. Something needs and, to come first. And then we'll figure it out. And eventually, like, down the road, like we can figure out, okay, are we getting enough NIL money? Are the facilities good? It's like none of that stuff is happening. If you look at what happens on the court on Saturday and you're like, oh, okay. Like who the hell is going to look at that team and want to invest? Yeah. Nobody. I wouldn't. No, absolutely not. You wouldn't want to go to those games right now. No. Like it, it, that's, that's just kind of the way that the public is viewing ASU basketball, not just from a national perspective. But from a local perspective, yeah, like why would you pay money? And th and this is a serious question that like you would I would love to 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 ask Bobby genuinely. Why should people come support ASU basketball right now, dude? It's it's a hard question to answer. I remember it was a couple games ago. Uh, ah, who was it? I think it was the Oregon State game. 
And somebody posted like a, a screenshot of, of DFCU. Oh, not DFCU. Dazzle Financial Arena. And uh, they're like, so many tickets available. Like, come support. You know, they won the last game. And Frankie Collins is a couple steals away from making history. Yeah. That can't be your whole selling point no, to get really people can't. in the arena. It really can't. And you, I and look, we we are big on this show, like obviously supporting Arizona State Athletics and, and talking about it every single day. But um, you have to be realistic. You're right. At a certain point, you do have to say like enough is enough, and there's got to be some sort of product on the court, on the field, on the ice to warrant people spending time, spending money to go to those games. And right now, ASU basketball, aside from Frankie Collins chasing ASU basketball history, like. That that really is all there right, is. It's as a single sell. season steals record, but no casual fan's gonna be like, ooh, he's catching fat lever. Like I care about that. I care about fat lever, but like Joe Schmo, who's a sophomore yeah. in Tempe, who's deciding whether or not he wants to go to a basketball game on yeah. a Wednesday night, could it give less of a crap? You gotta get and the I, students bought back in. I, I don't I don't blame them. And listen, if, if you want to go to an ASU game, you probably don't want to pay a lot of money. And that's why our friends at Game Time are here to help you out because you can get last minute tickets at really good prices. Now, listen, I listen, I hate spending money. All right, I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't got it, man. I ain't got it like that. So I hate spending it like that. But I love going to live events. Like there's truly nothing like going to a sporting event, going to a music event, even the theater event, which you can now get with game time as well. But tickets just are so dang expensive. But game time is the place to get past that. And right now you can use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. So not only you can get last minute tickets for a very cheap price, you can also get $20 off that price. Hell, they might pay you to go to an ASU game at this point. Listen, some terms do apply. You download the game time app, create an account, redeem code PHNX, get your 20 bucks off. It is super easy. It's the lowest price, last minute guaranteed. You got to check them out if you're trying to go to a game, a concert, or really any live event in general. Dude, I'm so excited. I got Drake tickets for next month. San Antonio. Jeez. Shout out Game Time for for just the literally the best prices. And that's and that's tickets. a big event, dude. Like it, we're not we're not talking about you get your buy in for like a very low level yeah. event. And it's a cheap ticket. Like you you get some some of the big boys. I'm excited, man. Absolutely excited. Look, I was really excited when we got the message in Slack saying, "Hey guys, we can be in studio today. We got the internet up and running." And mainly because when I work from home, then I'm still in like I mean like basketball shorts, flip-flops, all those things, and I'm not going to go out there. I know, slides, slides, not flip-flops. Don't come at me like that, okay? And it was when Jacob said, hey, we can go in studio if we want. I said, beautiful. I'm going to head out, stop at Circle K, get myself a Gatorade, still recovering because of that trip to Las Vegas. But, guys, Circle K, they have everything you need, whether you're recovering from a vacation or you're on your way to work and you just need a snack or a great deal on gas. They've got it all over at Circle K with their new free membership program, Inner Circle. They're going to help you guys save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips and then three cents per gallon every single day after that. Not to mention, you're going to get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and more. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Short bus, are you going to Media Day in Vegas? Yeah, I don't know if you saw it. Big 12 Media Day for football uh, is going to be at Allegiant Stadium. So huh. I, I imagine we will be going to that here in, in just a few short months. So definitely looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just football being back, college football. I think it's what well, we've only been one Sunday without NFL football, and I'm already like, okay, 
Are we? You're just I'm, walking I'm around your apartment I'm scratching. scratching. You're like, oh, I'm like, ah, oh, when's kickoff? I need Harbaugh. I need Harbaugh. I need we Harbaugh. got look, 194 days until Arizona State kicks off. Okay, not bad. 194 days till Arizona State kicks off. I know Gerald over here in the office is just chomping at the bit to sport his maroon and gold and watch ASU take it to Wyoming. Um, I, I know that's exactly what he's looking forward to. But let's go ahead, shift gears just a tad, because Arizona, obviously, they uh, they were in the news a little bit today. Just, yep. a, just a tad. Sounds like the Wildcats um, have their new athletic director. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I didn't see this one coming, okay? And I don't think a lot of Wildcat fans saw it coming either. They are expected to hire Missouri Athletic Director Desiree Reed-Francois. She was at Missouri last few years, expected to agree on a five-year deal to head down to Tucson uh, and and be the Wildcats' next athletic director. Just initial thoughts on, I guess, Desiree herself and then also just Arizona getting their AD prior to Arizona State. You know— this just proves that, <laughs> you know, Arizona athletics, you know, they're just, they're not thinking about it the right way. They're not taking their time. You know, they're not being as thorough as ASU is in their athletic director okay. search. You know, they're rushing into it. You know, I would much rather have an athletic department that takes like five, six years <laughs> to hire an athletic director because that way I know that they they really did it right. And, and you just can't say that with the University of Arizona. No, I mean, it's a fine hire. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm messing around. I, it's a little sad now that ASU has been looking for an athletic director for that, for that long. I will say, though, I um, I was producing the beginning of the Wildcat show before we came on here uh, with Mike Luke, Jason Shear, and they were saying that this was a surprise uh, neither of them really saw this coming. They yeah. expected it to be Erica Barnes, who already works in the athletic department over there. And they also didn't expect it to be this quick. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing her in mainly for financial reasons. All of their... Oh, does Arizona have financial issues? As far as I'm aware, yes. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. But, you know, they already made their major football hire. They don't have a basketball coach that's their going anywhere. Their major football hire. I mean, it's, 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 it's a major It's a major hire. You had to replace Jed Fish. I didn't say they did... Major hire. Yeah, I'm not saying they did the best job. Yeah, they put they duct tape okay on it. Um, <laughs> they didn't put some duct tape on it. But, um... But I mean, it's it, it it's fine. I'm I'm sure she's gonna do a fine job. She has a good track record. Apparently, all the reports about her are good. Uh, but I I don't really have like the most takes. Yeah. It's more just like okay, ASU like win, but it's probably not gonna be anytime soon. Like we're yeah. probably gonna be looking at the summer. You know, in between football season actually starting, basketball season ending. Like that's, I mean, you would hope. Yeah. When that's gonna happen, but you know it. You know, they're rushing into it, you know. They're rushing into they're it. Rushing Look, they're, not t- they're not being thorough. There hasn't been a whole lot of noise around ASU's athletic director opening. I heard um, it's going to be you. No, I'm the next athletic director. I heard that's why you're in Vegas getting wined and dined. Interesting, interesting conversations. Yeah, me and me and Papa Crow were out there at the craps table just shooting the shit. That actually, explains why you were defending him. No, I was about to say, <laughs> that's why we can't talk too bad about him. I don't want to step on your future opportunities. Yeah, man. it is what it is, man. I would love to... Love to get that opportunity, but now we, we've. I, I think as it relates to the '80s position for the Sun Devils, it's something that we've talked about on the show. We've had some conversations um, that you know there was never an expectation that Arizona State would hire their athletic director before Arizona. I was very vocal about it on the the Sun Devil show. Pretty much, what I would say a few days after Hiki got canned by Arizona, saying I would fully expect the Wildcats to hire their AD before Arizona State. And that's kind of where we're at. There has been no movement as it relates to that Sun Devil opening. Um, would not expect 
a decision on that for still a couple months. Kind of what Chris Cartman had tweeted, um, I believe, over the weekend that there still isn't any rush. There isn't an expectation that the Sun Devils are going to make a move here um, anytime soon. I will say when it comes to uh, Francois, jumping from the SEC to, I guess, now the the Big Big 12, 12, um, I I think it sets Arizona up in an interesting position. Um, But I, I, again, don't know a whole lot about her and her accomplishments. Um, I do think it is interesting, though, that she moved at the time that she did. ESPN's article on the entire situation um, says the move comes just weeks after Missouri, Missouri's Board of Curators voted to create the Mizzou Intercollegiate Athletic Special Committee, a four-member panel to monitor Missouri sports. Um, from yeah, my, I'm sure she wasn't a fan of that, and yeah, I don't blame I'm her. I'm sure she didn't like having her authority checked, um, which, you know, I guess nobody in the Wildcats administration really likes to have their authority checked. So maybe, that, uh, maybe that'll fit nicely. But again, it, it should be an interesting spot to, to kind of see what she is capable of doing in trying to advance Arizona. I will say again, it doesn't blow my skirt up, uh, but I, I think a lot of Wildcat fans would have probably been a little bit more excited if it was an internal hire. I love that that it, comment it guy, it Gert, doesn't blow your skirt doesn't up. blow my skirt up, You literally up, said Gerald's name earlier in the show, and it got no response from him, but you said blow my skirt up, and that man's head <laughs> Gerald, turned full so 360. Gerald said, don't you wearing a skirt? Homie's an owl over here, full 360. If you're listening on audio, highly encourage you to check out the, the live. I am indeed wearing a skirt. Um, <laughs> and uh, make sure if you're on audio to rate five stars, uh, subscribe, yeah. review, all that stuff. If you hear live, hit that, hit like, that, button, like, hit button. that like button. Make sure that you subscribe because I feel like there is going to be a show sometime in the future where I wear a speedo, Totri wears a skirt, and Shane's back just making fun of both of us. Mm. Uh, so that's probably going to happen. You do feel like there's a show in our future that's that probably has those things. I think, did I make a bet? You did speedo? make a speedo well, bet. Well, they make like the Sweet 16, that ASU yeah, basketball you, makes that the Sweet ASU 16. basketball make the Sweet yeah, 16. I'm feeling pretty good about that one, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think there's any chance in hell. Uh, but, but okay, so I know that it doesn't blow your skirt up. Yeah. That Arizona That's crazy you repeated it that, after we just had a conversation about that, it. But yeah. that, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask you, I'm trying to ask you a question here and set the scene. Yeah, set and the I'm, scene. You know, it's called a callback, Totri, trying mm-hmm. to have, you know, a complete show here, bring things all together. There you go. So I know that it doesn't blow your skirt up that U of A hired an AD before ASU. Yeah. But are you okay with them taking this long and presumably no end in sight to, to, to the hire situation? an AD? I, I mean, look, that's a fair, good question. I, I think it's extremely frustrating that after such a long period of time, that ASU fans wanted Ray Anderson out as the athletic director when it finally started to feel like the administration was listening to the public, was listening to their fan base, and then to go for months now without an athletic director in that position, it does kind of feel like a slap in the face. It does feel like, you know, Michael Crow and the administration, whether it is their quote, taking their time, um, or they're just lollygagging behind the situation. It really is a, a frustrating situation, I think, from an ASU fan perspective. But I don't think you read too much into it, to be completely honest with you. When... When you're in the middle of the basketball season, what is this new athletic director going to do, right? The same way that Reed Francois is going to come in for Arizona, she's not going to be doing anything drastic to the football and basketball programs immediately when we're midseason. Spring football is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Now, when ASU decides to make that move, I think the the sense of hope that you need to have if you're a Sun Devil fan is like, okay, they're waiting for the basketball season to be over so that when you go to the Big 12, your new AD can A, 
start to put a plan in place for a new basketball arena. And B, you can start to look at your options for a coach, whether that be must bus, whether that be somebody else trying to build forward this program. I think at this point, you just want a fresh end, a clean cut to the basketball season, and then you can move forward. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that's what is in Michael Crow's head, but I think if you're a son of a fan, you maybe should have a little bit of hope that that is where the situation is going, yeah. that they're just kind of playing out the lame duck season and then moving forward with a new program entirely. I mean, it could always be worse. Could it? Ray Anderson could still be the athletic director at Arizona State University. Yeah, he could be. Like, as as shitty as this is, and is, is it kind of not embarrassing, I guess? Like, it, in the grand scheme of things, really, like, what does it matter right now? Like, would things really be that different if they hired somebody no. a month ago? No. We'd still be sitting here talking about ASU getting whooped by 45 yeah. points to the University of Arizona. We would still be just as excited about ASU football. Like, baseball, softball, gymnastics, like, all of that, like, wrestling, that's all going to yeah. be going the same right now. Like, really, it's it's the process of it does not matter as much. Sharon in the chat basically has it spot on. It, it's the result. Yeah. Right. Like if all of this leads up and then they hire somebody where you take a step back and you go, really? All that weight for them? Yeah. Then you're going to be like, OK, was was that worth it? But like if if it's somebody that you can actually like take a look at and be like, oh, wow, like they hired somebody who we can confidently now lead ASU into the next chapter, leaving this conference, entering another one that you could argue is tougher for basketball. And Pac-12 is probably at the top better than uh, at football than the Big 12, but like again, top to bottom, the Big 12 is still very solid. You know, like if they can find somebody that you can look at and confidently lead them in, then you're saying in less than a year, you go from Ray Anderson to whoever the hell that can lead them. And you're, if your basketball program has a different head coach, you're no longer in the Herm Edwards, Edwards era. Then you're looking at a two year span where ASU athletics looks completely different than it was when it was at its bottom. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a really good thing. I can't stress the importance of how how like this next hire is so drastically important for Arizona State just because you look at the last, what, eight, nine years in a nutshell, and what does ASU's revenue sports have to show for it? Just about nothing, no. right? So I think when it comes to this next hire, whether, again, it is about taking your time, making sure you exhaust all your options and opportunities, or B, it is just a waiting game. I think the the stress and the pressure on the administration right now to make a successful hire at this position is more so than it has been in, in arguably any other time for Arizona State because of the fact that, look, the football program, there is starting to be a little bit of a buy-in. Basketball, down and as down as it could be, right? Like softball, year two of a new head coach. Baseball, year three of a new baseball coach. Like, you, you've got Mullet Arena. There's so much going on with ASU athletics, and you need somebody to come in and push it forward, yeah. right, into a new conference. Again, furthering the idea that this hire for Arizona State at the athletic director position is the most important one in school history, right? Arizona doesn't necessarily have that pressure on as an athletic department, maybe from a financial perspective because of everything going on. Yeah, it's a different pressure. But exactly, not the pressure to succeed in athletics. A, uh, Arizona baseball did fine. Arizona basketball, we know what they are. Arizona football just had a great year. Like there isn't the same level of pressure that right. there is on Michael Crow in the administration, and I think that is again another thing to consider when you talk about the opening for Arizona State's athletic director position. But again, like there need you can't miss 
on this one. You 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 just don't have you you don't have the time. You don't have the breathing room to you miss don't have the, on your way to you a new conference. You don't have goodwill. No, you don't have the buy-in from fans to put up with that. Like if ASU men's basketball has two more seasons like they have right now, it's going to get worse. Like yeah, it's it's bad right now. Oh, it can get worse. It can. It can get worse where they don't have those four game winning streaks, where they don't have those brief moments where fans actually take a step back and go, huh, maybe. Yeah. Like ASU football, like the 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 floor is, is what you already hit. Now you're on your upward ascent. Like it can get a lot better, but like there there's never a promise for anything. Yeah. Especially in the current age of college athletics where players are jumping ship, where coaches are jumping ship. And I don't think that's the case with Kenny, but like with players, with basketball, with whatever, like nothing is promised and you need to be out ahead of this or else you're going to be the laughing stock of the big 12. Like imagine jumping ships to a new conference and then just immediately becoming the bottom of the barrel, like laughing stock. Nobody believes in you like that. What's that going to do to your recruiting? What's going to do your fan buy-in? I mean, look what it is now. It's bad. It's bad. It is bad. There was a comment earlier in the chat that I did like that Arizona State needs to be the Kansas State to Arizona's Kansas. And I'm curious how you feel about that just in terms of going to the Big 12. Obviously, you know the, the history between Kansas, Kansas State. You've seen kind of the trajectory of really all the football pro the, the football program, the basketball program, et cetera. Like we know Kansas when it comes to basketball is superior still to Kansas State. Kansas right. State gives them a run. I believe Kansas State actually beat Kansas at one point this season. I could be wrong on that, uh, but I do think they, I mean, they did win that game. I, I remember last year, I'm not keeping up to date with Big 12 basketball as much this year. I'm just too consumed by the awful conference that is the Pac-12 right now. But I do know that Kansas State has had a really good turnaround as far as basketball programs. Just though. athletics. Did they beat them? Just athletics. Yeah, oh, they yeah. beat them 75 to 70. Kansas was number nine in the in the country. And they beat them uh, from everything that I'm seeing. They beat them. Kansas State was home, right? So like, again, and they're 15 and eight. They've had a, a good season, not not ranked um, at the time of that game. But to beat an 18 and five team, um, to, to, to beat the number nine team in the nation like they, they were comp- like they were competitive right it was on their home court they're not ranked but you can go into that game and say if everything goes right like kansas state can win yeah you go into saturday uh, ralph and i gave out basically laid out how can asu win listen man if you're like putting down like the parlay of everything that we said that had to happen for them in order to win it would have been like plus twenty five thousand. Like it, it, it was a lot, and yeah. that's just not something that you would say with Kansas State. And Kansas State football is at a turnaround as well. A they have a good program. Turnaround. Like they have a good program, and, and that shows that it is possible. Like it is possible. It's just who is going to lead it? Who is actually going to be able to be the person who steps up and says like, like with football, we know. Yeah. With basketball, that guy's not leading the team right now. Not right now. There's not an athletic director who's leading the way for them, and there's sure as hell not a player. No, that's going to be like, oh, that's the type of guy that's going to gravitate. That's going to be a leader. That's going to step up like you just you don't have anybody to be that level of person to take this program to the next level. Yeah. In any of the facets. You're right. You're right. Jacob, how do you feel? Do you feel if Arizona State was able to replicate Kansas State's turnaround and be the, I guess, Kansas State to Arizona's Kansas. Would you be happy with that from an ASU fan point of view? For a basketball perspective? Really from an athletic athletics perspective. Um, No, because we should beat them in football. Well, Kansas State beats them in football. I mean, Kansas is better now. Yeah. Like, like it needs to be one of those things where, like, if your only hope is to be, like, the pest 
in basketball, then you better be better in football most yeah. years. Yeah, like yeah. That, that you have to balance it. Yeah, I, I think again for me when it when it comes to it, if if Arizona State was mentioned in the same conversation as Kansas State from an athletics perspective, I think that would be a massive win. And as it stands right now, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if that's simply because of where we are at as an athletic program, um, uh, where I'm kind of settling, uh, or it's just a, a genuine seeing the way that Kansas State has kind of transformed both from a basketball football perspective um, over the last few years. So again, I'd love to know everybody in the in the chat what their opinion on that two cents would be. But you brought up betting on Arizona State. Look, I can't imagine there's a whole hell of a lot of people that bet Arizona State to beat Arizona the other day. If by chance you decided that that's the bet you wanted to place, you, I mean, I'll say this, you got a lot of guts to place that bet. They play again in what, 10 days from now, guts next is Wednesday? a good way to call it. I'd say lack of brains, but I mean, a lot it, of guts is also a good way to put it. It is what it is, right? If you want to bet... Whether you're betting on the NBA, I know the All-Star break is over. Uh, you got, what, games on Thursday and Friday? Mm -hmm. A ton, ton of games to bet on. NHL, got baseball right around the corner, guys. If you're going to bet, do it on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account. Place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you've placed a bet, you guys are going to receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Eric, did you make any money over the weekend by chance? Did you no. bet on anything? I know no, there was I, folks betting on the All-Star. No, I did. I, I have to stay away from all-star betting Do unless you? you're betting the over man there's nothing that you can do because I, I saw people on the timeline sweating out luca over bets in the all-star game crazy. and it's like if there's one game i can't bet on it's that but i do think the suns are going to come out strong uh after the all-star break bradley beal appears like he's going to be able and ready okay. to play uh pretty soon when they come back so i i would i would maybe even just take straight up suns money line for the first two games it's a back-to-back -back thursday and friday coming off the highs that was the all-star break for Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. So I would say if you're looking to parlay a little thing together, uh, take take the Suns to win their first two games post-all-star break. They are back-to-back, -back, but they're they're winnable. It's against the Mavs, and that's a big one. But again, Luka's probably going to have a couple uh, extra pounds from the week off. And then uh, you got Damn. the Rockets, which is definitely a winnable game. So oh, my goodness. Have them ha have those back-to-back -back wins. I, I think I think Suns will start off strong. I like it. Phoenix Suns back-to-back -back wins our PHNX Sun Devils parlay picks on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Guys, just to recap, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. And you will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050-Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023-PUERTO RICO in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Uh, or Puerto Rico. Or Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. All right. Which just makes no sense why Espo says get stuffed Ontario because it's like, it's not Ontario anymore. No, it's not, not Puerto Rico. Yeah, but what do you got against one. Puerto Rico? But why does he say get stuffed Ontario? It, it makes no Ontario, sense. Ontario is just earlier, doesn't it? Yeah, but that makes it, but that kind of makes it's, the joke not as funny. Thing. It's a beef thing. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's funny? not about where it is in the read. I can, I could probably almost guarantee you that the Wildcat show just ended. I can almost guarantee you. Oh, no, I'm sure. No, it's, it's been, been over for a minute. It's been over for I a could, minute. I could tell you when it ended. You guys talk for a second. Okay, thanks, Talking Jacob. Talking for a second. Thanks, Jacob. Stall for 25 Jacob. minutes ago. 25, 25 minutes, minutes ago. ago. Okay. okay, well, that's Why? valid. 
Well, because the the viewer count jumped. Oh, the okay. viewer count jumped, so I figured well, Mike, hey. Mike was over at that point. Look, guys, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, and also, go become a PHNX Tiger. I was about to say, man, like so many people in here, a ton of people jumping in for the yeah. ASU post game. Whether you're a fan, whether you're an ASU fan, whether you're a fan of any Arizona sports in general, hockey, baseball, basketball, anything like that, jump in, become a diehard. You get a bunch of amazing perks, but by far and away, in my opinion, the best one, besides the free shirt or hat of your choice every single year with the PHNX locker, besides 20% off all events, 20% off all merch, you get access to the members only discord and guys if you want to talk shit to us directly if you're a u of a fan and you're like hmm, just going in the chat isn't enough i'd like to talk to anthony totry directly and talk shit to him you can do it in the diehard discord i appreciate that you can also go and chat it up with mike luke over in the u of a one or if you want to talk with all of our sons people because the sons are in the middle of the season you can do that as well it really is a great place to be and as somebody who has joined phnx relatively recently compared to a lot of people working here it's something i saw from the outside i was like damn that looks cool and then i got here and i'm like wow that's like 10 times cooler than i actually thought so yeah. i would highly highly encourage to go become a diehard just head over to gophnx.com right now to join the best sports fans in the city yeah absolutely we got a couple of phnx diehards in the chat as always short bus Sharon, I know Donald's probably going to be listening later. He's at um, a kid's bouncy house party. He told us in the Discord today. Yeah, but see, there you go. Like, it, it's so much more than than just the fandom. Like, you you start to have um, those, those friendships, those relationships from people in, in the, the diehard Discord. Like, it, it really is a whole hell of a lot of fun. Again, highly encourage you guys. Just go over to gophnx.com today. Click that diehard tab, and you're going to get all the info you guys need. But, Eric, do you know what time it is? I think it's time. It's a good time that all the U of A fans came in here because they're going to be pretty happy when we do our Pac-12 power rankings. I think they knew what was happening. So <laughs> like a let's, sixth sense. Let's go ahead and get into this week's Pac-12 power rankings. Eric, you can go ahead and kick things off, man. All right. I'll uh, I'll list off mine. You list off yours. And then I think we got a couple differences. We do. So we we can do have a couple differences. Out. But uh, coming in at number one. Uh, I got Arizona. That sucks. <laughs> say, uh, say it with your chest. Yeah. <clears throat> I got the Wildcats coming in at number one. Uh, 45 point win. Man, as much as I would love to be biased, um, I'm also not dumb. So I got to put them number one. I got Wazoo coming in at number two. They're my biggest miss, I would say, from the pre Pac 12 play. I would say I didn't really believe in them as okay. a team. They have uh, really impressed, especially as of late. Oregon coming in at three, Colorado at four, UCLA. Turning things around for the last little bit of the season. They're at five. Utah at six. Cal at seven. Washington at eight. There's Arizona State. All the way down <laughs> there. Arizona State. At nine. Stanford at 10. USC at 11. Oregon State rounding it out. Sorry, Clint. I just can't believe they lost by 45 and he had him going you, up a spot. Yeah, that that's what's crazy I to me. I, did I have them? You yeah, had going up a spot after losing by 45. I, I could have sworn I, I thought I had them going down. I well, don't I don't know. think you were on the previous week's show. No, I don't you were so either. No, I don't think I did a Pac-12 power rankings the week before, so I don't know if those plus no, or minus. No, this is based off of Totri's rankings last week oh, is the way I did that. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I, it is crazy you have them up to nine I, after a 45-point loss. I know they beat what? They beat Oregon State midweek last week? That's. I mean, that's the thing is like they, they lost to the number five team in the country, right? And it stung a little By bit 45. more. 45. Yeah, I and know. No, it's their rival. It's their rival. You, it could be number one and it wouldn't matter. What did we just talk about? Kansas State beat number five Kansas yeah. at the time or number nine oh, Kansas. All right, fine. I'll put them, I'll put them 13th. Damn well, no, they're it. not. Like, they're not. 
as bad as no, some of the other teams. No, they might be bad. They, I, they're, they're not the worst team in the conference. They're not the worst team in the conference. Look, let's go ahead. This is uh, my Pac-12 power rankings this week. I'm with you, Eric. We've got the Arizona Wildcats atop the conference, far and away the best team here. Uh, Washington State, second week in a row that they are my number two team, similar to you. Um, They are on a seven-game win streak, the longest win streak of any team in the Pac-12 as it stands right now. They are a very, very hot team. They've got some nice wins as well. UCLA, UCLA up to three. Can't believe we're at this point in the season, but the Bruins, it it feels like they have started to figure it out, man. It genuinely feels like they have started to figure out. They're nine and six now. Uh, overall impact 12 play 14 and 12 on the season. Uh, it, it's been interesting to watch Mick Cronin and, and really UCLA try and navigate everything that's going on with them. Oregon at four, they fall a spot. Colorado falls a spot as well. Utah up to six. Cal up to seven. Another team that I didn't expect to be here. Should have listened to Shane Diefenbach as he is all Cal all the time. Uh, Stanford at eight. Washington at nine. Arizona State at 10. Oregon State at 11. And USC at 12. So a couple differences that we have. Uh, again, I am just curious as to the to why Arizona State is number nine on yours. I just what I, team? What team did he have Arizona State better than? What teams? Stanford, Oregon State, USC. And I agree with you on USC and Oregon State. Oregon State, I don't think has won a road game all season long, or at least all conference season. Um, it, I, I don't think they're better than Stanford. Though. Right, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't have the fight in me. I'll just say you're right. Like, <laughs> I, like this team. I am not gonna sit up here and be like, no, he just no, said, no, no, not no. worth it. Like, like you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm fine with it, dude. Like, listen, like Stanford, ASU. I feel like you can split hairs. Honestly, I feel like if they played, it would be a close game. Like, I don't think ASU is a good team. I don't think no. Stan- I don't think Stanford's a good team. Um, if you nobody wanna, in this conference is good. That's, okay, Stanford so that's what I'm saying. When U of I, A, at least. Yeah, yeah. And us. Yeah, yeah. I hey, don't look at me. I got them where I think they are. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. <laughs> Last listen. I checked, ASU beat both USC and Oregon State. That's why I, that's I mean just, we agree. We're splitting hairs of one, like one, one thing, man. Like they it, split with Oregon State, so they split I think with it could Oregon go either way. Hey, split includes a win at some point, and they got the most recent dub. Like it counts for something. Uh, I know side tripping with Kerry uh, saying UCLA is way too high. I disagree. A- again, this is not standings. This is just power rankings. The way teams are playing, and I know UCLA. They did just lose their last game to Utah, 70-69. to 69. Prior to that game, though, they had a win over, and these are all coming in a row, win over SC, win over Oregon State, win over Oregon, win over Stanford, win over Cal, win over Colorado. Like, they went on what? Five, six-game win streak before the one-point loss to Utah, not yeah, to mention? six-game win streak. And the and the the game before that that they lost was a six-point loss to, to Arizona. And before they, that, they, they beat. They beat ASU, and they beat Washington. Now, before that, it was a four-game losing streak, sandwiched between then a win and then another four-game losing yeah. streak. So they've been very hot or cold. But like you said, this is not a standings, right? This is a who's been playing the best recently. And you can definitely argue they've been playing some of the best ball in the Pac-12. I mean, them... Washington State, Oregon, like Colorado has fallen off a little bit. They're only eight and seven in conference. Like Utah's been really inconsistent. Yeah. Um, you could argue though with with UCLA, I don't think any of those wins have been by double digits. No. I their their biggest win so far is Washington, I believe, by twelve points. 
everything else. And they beat St. Francis, Pennsylvania, like 75 to 44. But like all of their wins have been like a four point win, a one point win, an eight point win, a nine point. Like it's 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 been close games, but they're still winning. Yeah. This conference is just a mess. I'm curious. Do you think, aside from with Kerry, is Tinkle on the hot seat? Talking about Wayne yeah, Tinkle, probably. the the basketball coach for the Oregon State Beavers, been there since 2014. Uh, we're talking 10 years now. Oregon State, one of the worst teams in the conference this season. Love to get Clint's uh, Clint's opinion on, I the, think on it said, as well. Um, he said Oregon I'm State sure 12. Yay, we can finally fire Tinkle. Mm. So I don't I don't think Clint is a I don't think Clint is a fan. I just wouldn't feel confident if my my basketball's coach's name was Tinkle. I'm be Unless completely his son's on the you. team. Yeah, but I was going to say, his son could ball, though. Yeah, but he's no longer on the team, right? No, he was he's, on the he's team a, a long time playing. ago when we were it's, in college. It's an unfortunate last name. I can't lie. Yeah, Tinkle's just... That's what you say before we do tinkle, every show. Tinkle on a hot seat, too? So you gotta go Tinkle. That's tough. That's tough. That's tinkle true. The, that is very tinkle true. On, tinkle on the Tinkle's hot seat. Tinkle's on the hot seat. Sentence. Yeah, man. Yeah. See, that's just the... This is this is Pac-12 basketball, baby. Yeah, it is. I, Look, somebody in the chat earlier was talking about the athletic director position. They yeah. said, I'll be the athletic director. You'd be the assistant AD, and Shane would be the men's basketball coach. How oh, do you feel about Shane that? Shane would point shave like nobody that, <laughs> that has ever point shaved before. Oh, Actually, I guess goodness. there have been some people who have point shaved before. That is um, <laughs> But I definitely feel like if anybody could not be trusted to be in charge of a college basketball team, yeah. nothing against like he's probably he'd probably be like, you know, smart enough to do it. But then he'd be too smart to be like, what if I take the under? He'd be too smart for his own good. Yeah. He'd be like, what if I take the under? He's like, Frankie, uh, I have the over on steals. I don't care if you foul out. Like, I need you to go hard. Damn. Right. Alonzo Gaffney, I have the over on three pointers attempted. I need you to launch it with help. Maybe that's what Bobby was doing for the first couple of Maybe. games of back 12 play. But I, I would not trust Shane Diefenbach to coach <laughs> any any team like that. That would be corruption galore. Yeah. We'd have a good time. Though. Oh, we'd have an absolute blast. Guys, that's going to do it for our Pac-12 Power Rankings. Head to the comments. Hit that like button. Let us know what you think. Look, a lot of the conversation as it relates to ASU hoops obviously has to do with their arena. The arena itself, not great. I will say, though, the partner. Fantastic. Financial. Phenomenal partner. We always talk about BetMGM and how you guys can make some money. Well, when you make some money, you're going to need a place to put it. Desert Financial is the place for you guys. They've been doing it for more than 84 years. They've been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better you were always talking about how much you use desert financial the only yeah. bank that you've used for some time now uh, i was i was there over the weekend man I, I went in i was like oh i gotta you know deposit some money and so i go in and i don't realize that it's actually like 15 minutes before they close because it closed early on yeah. saturdays and i'm usually not that guy who likes to go in late because i've worked in places where people have come in and like not cared about time i'm like ah but i'm already here i'll run in kind of expected to get like that cold shoulder a little bit because yeah. I, I wouldn't blame anybody nope super friendly super helpful smile on their face said let's help you out get you out the door now is out of there before they close it's always a good experience with desert financial credit union absolutely love it guys now is the time to show your asu team spirit open a free checking account online and get 200 plus your choice of three arizona state university visa debit cards just go to desertfinancial.com slash asu to get started would you say uh asu's loss to u of a was rock bottom mm, 
I would say so. You'd say so. They've hit the floor. Yeah, they've hit the floor. Yeah. Thank you for helping me in my transition You're because welcome. they do need new floors if they're already down there because <laughs> they're nice and dirty and they can do that with our friends over at Empire today. And lucky for the ASU men's basketball program is that they get easy shop at home convenience, a product <laughs> right for your needs, quick and professional installation and a price match guarantee. But the best part about all of it is they have this at home floor visualizer where you can see the floors that you want or maybe you don't know if you want yet in your space and you can actually decide what works for you. It'd be like if ASU could look at recruits and decide who's actually going to play well and who's going to look good for their team beforehand instead of bringing them on and having them play like crap. You don't have to worry about that with Empire Today. It truly is quick and easy. They service their own warranties. You're going to be dealing with Empire Today through and through. They're not selling that off to somebody else you have to talk to and wait on the phone for 17 hours to get an actual response to somebody. You can do all of that at Empire Today. Plus, on top of all of that, you get the great service, you get the great people, you get the great amenities, all of that. You also get $350 off if you use promo code PHNX, the best four letters in the alphabet that is. Go to empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Use that promo code and get $350 off. I'm all about saving money and that is a great way to do it. So I would recommend ASU men's basketball since you're at the floor. Uh, maybe look at redoing them. Damn. There you go. Guys, that is going to do it for today's PHNX Sun Devil show. I would say first show back. Success for I, everybody. I would say so as well. And for the internet. Absolutely love that. Maybe yeah, shout it's, out the internet. Maybe it's because we got mobile tech support You've in the chat. you still got like a, a minute and a half to get through here. So. You're right. And that's kind of where we cut off last, what, last week? All right. Well, I'll, I'll try and get out of here, guys. We appreciate everybody taking the time. Again, head over to gophnx.com today. Check out the little Die Hard tab if you have any interest in becoming a PHNX Die Hard. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Like Eric said, leave a five-star review if you are listening on audio. And if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore sign up. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Tochi. You can follow Eric Ruby at... At Eric Ruby, that is Eric with a K, and you can follow DJ Jacob Franklin at Jacob underscore Franklin for be back Tuesday for a tier list Tuesday. But in the meantime, guys, go Devils and peace.